1: she weighs 120 pounds, and she has brown hair and hazel eyes.
2: If you have any information regarding Mora's disappearance, please submit it to us, the Murray Family, through their Facebook page, or the New Hampshire State Police Cold Case Unit.
1: This is Missing Mora Murray. Welcome back to the Missing more Murray podcast. I am Tim here today with Lance in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you today? I am doing well. How are you today? I am all right, Lance. Uh, I'm this... tired. I'm a little tired. though. <laughs> I'm a little, I feel a little, uh, a little beat. Yeah, well, it was a pretty exhausting weekend, um, and last week's episode... Uh, Missing More Murray 109, called Bill's Trial and More, was quite eventful. Emphasis on
2: the and more. We got
1: more than we bargained for.
2: Yeah. No, no. I think we got exactly what we bargained
1: for. I mean, we definitely knew it was going to rock the boat. I I don't think we obviously could have predicted in exactly which ways.
2: Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, part of this show is exploring concepts and exploring uh, circumstances and situations that aren't directly related to Mora's disappearance, but perhaps related to circumstances leading to her disappearance, like potentially an abusive relationship with anybody and sure. and that leads to a larger conversation uh, about the domestic abuse hotlines or suicide prevention hotlines. When we talk about Mora, we talk about the psychology behind why she did certain things. One thing we talk about is the psychology behind why she decided to leave for a little bit of a mental break or for whatever reason. Right. So you have to analyze It's what James Renner did early on where he said there are two mysteries here where she is and why she was up in that area in the first place. So you do explore the psychology behind all this.
1: Yeah, and I think this show has always been about sort of voicing the community's concern. Yes, and I think that's what we did here. I think uh, a- anyone who's been following this community online for the past couple of months knows that the community has been concerned about some things. And, and, you know, frankly, that was kind of one of our ways of saying, like, this is not falling on deaf ears. We are aware of this. We are also watching, and we also think that there's some weird stuff going on out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wish that we could talk about something and move on from it. Maybe that's what Crawl Space is for or, you know, anything else right. that we do on Patreon. We can talk about something and move on. I wish we could do that, but that is just... And that's that sucks. It's just simply not what this show is for better or worse. I mean, we got ourselves into this. We're at the point we're at now, and we can only do the best possible show or episodes that we think. And a lot of it is driven by the community concern.
1: It is, yeah. And I do want to apologize to the Murray family for any uh, any unnecessary uh, drama that, that uh, the episode caused. And I want to apologize if we got something inaccurate that obviously isn't the goal. And we haven't done a lot of uh, Maura Murray episodes recently. Um, really, only if we have a good guest or something uh, new to say is when we do something. And uh, this classifies as something new to say. But it's not like we need to cover Maura Murray to exist as a show. I mean, we've been covering other cases. Dale Williams recently covered a couple disappearances a a few weeks ago with uh, Naptime Nancy, our friend. So it's not like we're trying to force out Maura Murray episodes. And that's my way of saying that it would have been a lot easier to just ignore all of this, but we actually did what was more difficult and put ourselves through a lot of stress, and us and other people too, um, through a lot of stress in trying to unpack what the hell's going on.
2: Yeah, it it's really to a point where it's so uh, glaring. I mean, it's beyond the elephant in the room. You know, it's you can't ignore it because it is so uh, it's so obvious. And and when you think that. You know, maybe this will you know, not be relevant or it will move on to something else. Something gets tacked on that is even more. It's almost like the universe is like screaming at you and saying, you guys have to talk about this because it's unavoidable. And, and we would, it would look so silly if we didn't talk about
1: it. And I've been saying, Lance, to you um, and to some other folks uh, privately that, that to us, after that, um, the information about Bill's trial came out, everything changed. Yeah. Um. In covering the case. And to your the last point you just made, I think when something like that happens, it's time to go back over what you previously had known about this person or about this situation or whatever it is. And so in this case, it's Bill because of this trial, because he apparently allegedly or, uh, you know, in a civil court was found that he choked a woman called her Mora. Um, and so that is what was so alarming and caused us to look at this situation again. And furthermore, we're going to go further with it. We're going to break down Bill's phone calls again, his, his uh, phone records. So if you have any thoughts on that that uh, maybe you shared to us at the time, maybe you shared publicly at the time, send them to us, at gmail.com. We want to break it down and uh, go over that and see what's going on there, see if there's anything we missed.
2: I'm going to try to figure out a way to say this. And it's I hope that it's going to make sense. But years ago, months ago, we put an open door policy out to all all the players involved in, in a number of uh, topics involving more Murray's case. And we did that because we saw the writing on the wall we we saw that this was going to become a thing we knew that the podcast could be a platform for people to get their version out there get ahead of it um and and not not like preemptively defend themselves but we saw that this was going to become a thing and it became a thing and no one no one in in, in the meantime accepted the open door policy to to come on and we're left with the only situation we have, which is a court document. We felt that that's official enough to come out and talk about this because it was going to be discussed. This was, this was, in, 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 this was inevitable. I can't say inevitability, <laughs> but it was inevitable. And I don't, this isn't, I don't want this to come across as like I told you so type stuff, but back in the day, a year ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago, all of this was bubbling up and we we said open door policy come on talk about stuff and i know like there's legal issues but even if you came on the show even if even if a person comes on the show and they're not allowed to talk about something just hearing the voice we even said this like hearing the voice and saying like i can't talk about that i can't talk about this i yeah. can talk about that just being open about it is and it sucks i get it like you don't want to be i'm talking about a hypothetical person yeah you don't want to be involved in this but you are and, and, and it sucks but that's that's the the hand that was dealt and really we I mean I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes but we are trying to help
1: yeah we I mean I think we absolutely are I, I you know again we're voicing the community's concern I think um, you know and, and we spoke to Julie after the episode and and so the the Murray's don't have the exact same concerns as us in this case right now um, but I think we're following our instincts, and I think we're following the community's lead, and I think that's good. And keep in mind, we are watching, we are looking at Reddit, we're looking at Twitter, we're out there on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, we're, We're checking out what the community feels, so please, voice your opinions out there
2: yeah and on that with uh the Murray family, and they're not their feelings not quite aligned with ours. Well, I
1: wouldn't even say that. I would just say that maybe they don't go as far as us
2: right we're We're still running on parallel roads, yeah, you know we're still heading to the same destination, and we know that uh just from speaking with Julie that she she knows that. She knows that there's not, uh, I hope
1: so, she knows
2: that there's yeah. not an ulterior motive here.
1: And it's fine. And we spoke to her a little bit about Bill. Um, you know, Bill was a classmate of hers. Uh, it's really not a, a, a secret uh, how she how she feels about him. She kind of talked about that a little bit um, in the Oxygen show before. Um, so we're we're doing our due diligence, you know, just just know that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, when when things are quiet and when things are not quiet, like they were on Twitter uh this past weekend, know that things are really crazy behind the scenes.
2: <laughs> My god, you got to balance like yeah. what do I say publicly just to uh I don't know, like why why comment publicly? Why not just take it to a phone call later on, but like if you don't comment, then you're hiding something. If you do comment, then you're you're uh, contributing. You're enabling. You're, yeah, you're fan in the fire.
1: Right. And so one of these tweets that we put out uh, from the missing Maura Murray account over the weekend was um, a screenshot of Bill Rausch's, uh tweet that he had pinned to his Twitter um, for like a year or something like that. And so I just want to go over this interaction because I did did find it interesting. So. Uh, it had been brought to our attention that Bill maybe deactivated his Twitter or possibly deleted it, and so the Missing Maura Murray account tweeted a screenshot of his pinned tweet, which was about Maura Murray. And this was not to piss off uh, Bill Roush or anybody. Um, This was done because he tweeted it publicly. Like, we thought that this was something he wanted out there. He deleted his profile. Maybe it could be seen as a little bit of a poke at him, but... Whatever this was, this was something he had, and this was something we wanted to save. So we retweeted uh, his pinned tweet, and then he showed up and said, "said Absolutely right, I uh, that is what I did," and so we uh, we retweeted that tweet uh, from Bill. Yeah. I I don't don't want it to be adversarial with him. Um, I understand how it it probably seems like there's that is the only way it is now, but um, that is not that was not our intention. No, and I wish
2: that there was a way that we could figure out to how to eliminate both parties, either being on the offensive or the defensive. And I feel like a lot of these comments are are jabs. Are you know? There's like indirect veiled jabs, and just to get that, just to get that reaction, where you can go back and say, "Hey, relax. Like you're getting out of you're, you're getting, <laughs> right? Getting upset. Right. And this one's not that. And well, it wasn't one, my, really an my, attempt my, at that. Right. My point is, is that with all of those other uh, veiled jabs, this one could be perceived
1: as that because that's all that's out there. Yeah, and a little bit snarky maybe with the uh, the hashtags facts, facts matter.
2: Before we go any further, um, I do have a responsibility to clear up something that I said in the other episodes and maybe in some Patreon episodes that regarding the additional push for funds. I just want to get this out of the way before we get into this. Um, these comments. We don't know the details of any search that has happened or will happen or is in the works uh, regarding the Murray family we do know that there is a need for additional funds. Uh, It all has to be kept very, very private. Um, It's very delicate. So I apologize if anyone got the impression that there were uh, significant searches uh, that were happening uh, involving Moore's disappearance.
1: Or involving boots on the ground. Or involving boots on the ground. Which it wasn't.
2: Which it wasn't. I was... Just assuming, because we were not informed about any of this, I was assuming that it was a Boots on the Ground organized search effort that they were trying to keep uh, under wraps. It was not. Boots on the Ground did not access any of the money, and as far as we know, there is just a need for... Uh, another push for additional funds. Yeah,
1: in 2020, again, uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, that this is 2020. It's a new decade, and we there is going to be a lot of publicity from Maura Murray's case in 2020. You can bet on that. I don't even know how or where it's coming from yet, but you can bet on it. Um, I know we're doing these shows in March with True Crime Obsessed, and that is how the topic of raising more money got brought up in the first place, uh, because we are doing these two shows, one of them in Boston, March 20th, 2020, and one in Philadelphia March 21st, 2020 with uh, Maggie Freeling as well as uh, True Crime Obsessed, our, uh, our friends Patrick and Jillian.
2: And they have a gigantic audience. They have a gigantic platform and that's a uh, it, it's such an opportunity to utilize that. And who knows what you can raise when you put the the call out to that many people. I mean, we're wildly popular as, as, as everyone knows. As documented on as, oxygen. As documented on oxygen. But we're not... Uh, we're not uh, astronomically popular. <laughs> We're not
1: TCO popular. We're not TCO
2: popular. <laughs> we we are lucky to even exist in their world.
1: So check out truecrimeobsessed.com, and uh, there is a link in the show notes. You can uh, go to uh, get tickets. So, Lance, I wanted to mention one other thing about uh, the Murrays and about this situation. Um, one thing that we did speak with Julie about last week was that and and she wants to be very clear about this, that just because someone shows up on a podcast, if, if Julie was in here at this table with us right now, Lance, that it does not mean that this is a, a Murray family podcast. That means that a family member was on the episode. Yeah. That is all that it means. Um, and they, they put out a statement um, themselves uh, back in November, and I just want to read it because we, we didn't cover it on this show, but I think it's important, and I— It speaks to what the Murrays uh, want out there, I think. And um, okay, so here's the statement. Hello all. Recently there seems to have been some confusion regarding public representation of our family. We would like to reiterate that our family has no official spokesperson and no quote voice or unquote outside our immediate family members. We are a typical family desperate to find our loved one and while we have accepted help from numerous private citizens over the years who have generously offered their assistance, we alone speak for our family and for the case in all official capacities there have also been recent revelations about people who have been involved in our case and we will be taking appropriate action so that's something about something a little different but but that was the point i wanted to make um just because someone if curtis comes in here again or someone else goes on another podcast that does not make that the Mora murray podcast and the murray family wants to be very clear about that and one other tweet i just wanted to uh to cover here because um I thought there was I thought that was kind of an interesting um reaction and response. But uh but basically so so Aaron who does um uh, the 107 degrees podcast you know really kind of was calling us out on Twitter called called this a gossip pod. Um, and then she said she would answer any question that people put out there. And I also want to reiterate or mention that we spoke to her on, uh, on Thursday or Friday, whenever it was last week. Um, and so we talked to her, we, we voiced our concerns to her about exactly why we are concerned with this whole situation. I'm not really sure she uh, agrees with what we're trying to say, but, uh, at least we brought it up to her and had the conversation openly. Erin says that uh, that basically everything Renner said about her on episode 109 is not true. And also Erin mentions that she was subpoenaed, and that was why she was in court and uh, on Bill's witness list. So we have to cross-check the information from her with the information from Renner and with the information from the courts, and ultimately it just puts us in the position of being the judge in that trial. And, uh, you know, I would default to the actual judge, you know, and, and a lot of what Erin um, is is claiming is false. Is sort of what she was there at trial uh, for. I think she's sending us like um, a screenshot of the victim saying how how Renner is is a bad person, and thank you for standing up for him online. But but that's from 2018, and so now in in when it was 2019 during that trial, she obviously. I don't know exactly how she feels about Renner, but she feels differently about Bill in 2019. So that's kind of the root of some of the disagreements there.
2: Again, we were operating off of a, a court transcript. It was a document that the information came by way of James Renner, who also had a reporter at the trial who was uh, delivering him information. So hopefully people don't think that we flew off the handle or went off like half cocked on this and got excited and, and decided that we wanted to put out um, a bit of gossip. This was, I know it's James Renner, but this was provided by one person who had uh, supporting uh, information from a reporter. This was something that had a backup and, and if it's, if it's, uh, if it's inaccurate, then we need to figure out what was inaccurate about it and we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, And, during our conversation that we had with Aaron, there were moments where situations were brought up, and then the statement or the question was asked, why didn't you guys just call me? Why didn't you guys ask me? And the answer is, like, how in the world would we know what that situation was? You just told us about something that is, you know, it's your version of something. It could be true. I don't know. But it's so incredible you and I would never consider, like, well, what if this happened? We should call Aaron. I mean, it's why would we ever think these things? Yeah. If no one's giving us the information, there's no reason for us to think these things. I mean, we could speculate, but are we going to spend all day? Maybe we are. Maybe we should spend all day emailing as many people as possible or calling as many people as possible and saying, hey, in this hypothetical scenario, is this the case? And and most of the time, it's probably going to be like, what are you guys thinking about all day? Like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah but i you said something about um you know we we spoke to where we were concerned about her we're not really saying that anything dangerous or anyone is in danger or anyone is capable of committing a crime we are saying that the players involved and the whole circumstance of mora's disappearance and the players involved in the charges and we've covered a lot of missing person and cold cases and we see a lot of uh Similarities, And we see a lot of uh, parallel lines that, that we can draw and say, okay, there's cause to just at least ask these questions. What's really interesting is the response we get. It's not like, yeah. hey, I appreciate your concern. It's like, you're a fucking gossip pod.
1: Well, we we deal we we do come across these warning signs, Lance. That I yeah. will say in these in these cases that we cover these crimes, these missing people cases that we cover. And the last thing I want to be is too careful when there could be something like a warning sign that's flashing red right in front of our faces. Yeah, we've
2: spoken to other people in regards to other cases, and it could be a goddamn script. Yeah, it's almost the same thing, just replace the names with with. I'm not saying between this and and uh my my example I'm saying between uh some case that happened in Texas and some case that happened in Ohio. Yeah. You know, oh, I, which had nothing to do with Renner, Ohio it was just a <laughs> random state that I threw out there.
1: And uh also Aaron mentioned that uh that so in in the civil court case it came out that uh that the victim uh was saying that Bill choked her and called her Mora. Um now aaron is saying that 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 happened at two separate times that the the choking incident was one was one part of it and calling her mora was a different part of it at a different time um i you know the context there whether that's troublesome or worrisome to you or not is really your opinion i guess um it, it is to us pretty much in any context um but with that said there are there could be circumstances where that happens, and obviously none of that means Bill's guilty of anything other than uh, what he was found guilty in court for.
2: No matter what happens in court and whatever findings come by way of the justice system, that is not us giving our opinion. If yeah. we're if we're reading over a court document, that's not us supporting or not supporting it. Right. It's it's just like with. You know, with Twitter, you know, retweets do not uh, are not an example of, of my support. That's just a retweet. Like we're just giving information.
1: Yeah. And uh, and so, I again, I, I want to move on from this real quick. But uh, but I just want to mention <laughs> that uh, that our text conversation with Aaron, because, again, this this does go to the, the community's concerns. And um, we brought up these allegations uh, to Aaron, you know, all of Bill's allegations and and essentially, she, she kind of dismisses them all individually as uh not worrisome. That's ultimately the the bottom line there. And again, we got to get to the bottom of all this. But um, as far as the recent allegations, uh, she does not think it's alarming um, behavior. Erin thinks that the uh, the woman who who uh, alleges that Bill uh, choked her in uh, in Oklahoma years ago, um, she she is not not considering that. Uh, as anything relevant either. And and I get it. I get, I, you know, individually understand, but when, when you connect one of those allegations is so similar to the one that just happened in 2019 that, again, I just want to say, like, that's what, changed things for us and made us go back and consider this and look back and, and look deeper into this and talk to renner again about about all this and uh and w- last one i wanted to mention that um we asked her about uh w- what about the allegation of uh of the the woman on the metro who um alleges that bill she thinks bill is the one who pushed her down a flight or two of uh, of metro stairs uh in washington dc and uh Aaron said that it couldn't have been Bill because he does not take the metro.
2: And also, if you've been on there during rush rush hour, everyone's pushing everyone. People get bumped into all the time. And I don't know. I've
1: never taken the metro I in have. D.C. I have. I, yeah. I've never been pushed. No, I never have. But the escalators are big. They are really, really big. Yeah. Long. Okay. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Buenos dias yes world from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz.
1: Okay, so we wanted to go over some of these YouTube comments. It's, um, it, it blew up, obviously. It, there, there was a lot of stuff. It was one or two. Hundred. Uh, so we just want to go over some of these comments, okay? From Leah, has any female come forward that Bill used to date before he dated Mora? Just wondering if his violent behavior was present when he was in school or if it started after Mora went missing. That is definitely something we had uh, wondered, too, and and discussed, and um, we asked, we spoke to Julie about that, and uh, she has nothing to say um, about any, like, she has nothing to point to as far as some kind of allegation she heard of years ago when Bill was at West Point or anything like that. Yeah. Nothing uh, to report on that front from Julie.
2: Yeah, she said that they ran in the same circles and no one said anything about any sort of abusive behavior by Bill.
1: Yeah, and I also just want to point out, because I think, I think I did see some comments where uh, people are kind of conflating um, what seems like defense of Bill from Aaron um, to Murray family defense of Bill. And again, I, that that is not what it is. The Murrays uh, wanna, want us and you guys to look into whatever you feel like it. They have nothing to hide. I'm 100% confident the Murray family is completely guilt-free in the disappearance of Maura Murray. Yeah.
2: yeah. And us reading these comments, uh, if there's questions in it, it's not so much like we're, we're reading them uh, as a pat on the back to us or, or, or anything like that. If there are questions here that we're reading or if there's something here that needs to be answered, this is why we're putting it out there in case someone who has the answer hasn't read the comments or, you know, we need to know. Right.
1: Here's one from Goomer Doctor. Good job, everyone. Some real nuggets in there, I do believe. Thanks. Well, that is a pat on the back. Yeah, I mean, and, and that commenter isn't saying everything here is a fact. I mean, it, not everything was presented as a fact, I don't think. I'm pretty sure about that. Um, so, yeah, th- that person is saying that I, I can take uh, some of this and I can leave some of this.
2: Yep, and making my heart happy comments uh, a bit here. I want to extract a little bit from this comment. They say, I cannot say what Bill has done or not done, but I can say what this personality Is capable of. I want to be very clear with that that we are not saying what Bill has or hasn't done. We're saying everything we've heard about this type of personality, what the capability is. And if this was taken out of the Maura Murray context, we probably wouldn't even be talking about this, but it's directly within the Maura Murray context.
1: That's right, yeah. And by all accounts, he has an alibi. By all accounts Absolutely. That, w- that we know about of... about the best alibi of anybody. Yeah, that we know of, he was in Oklahoma. So this is definitely not us saying Bill is guilty in anything regarding Mora's disappearance, but this is saying our eyebrows are raised at the behavior that he showed in 2019 or the judgment he showed in 2019. If that... If Mora came out of his mouth and he choked a wo- that same woman, like that is concerning.
2: And I do appreciate the rest of that comment, by the way, making my heart happy. There's one here from Melinda saying, Do you guys think he lied about the voice recording he said he got? To this day, he says he believes it was Mora two days after she disappeared. Um, what Melinda is referencing is the voicemail that Bill received after he went through security on his way to New Hampshire. Uh, to go look for his then girlfriend, um, and unofficial fiance, yeah, Maura. and uh, and he he claimed that it was Mora on the other line, left a message for him, and it was mostly her sobbing, and, yeah, and. I mean, we've talked to him, and he said it, I think, on that 2020 program,
1: or is it that Disappeared? I think it was the Disappeared episode yeah. he's on there. Yeah. I
2: think any time he's talked about it, he said that at the time, he was 100% certain that that was more.
1: Yeah, and w- we spoke to him a year ago, and he is still pretty much says that.
2: Yeah, that he, at the time— Well, I think he, he and, and thinks who, it
1: is now, it sounds like.
2: Could be. Yeah. I think I don't think he's 100% convinced uh, that it wasn't
1: her. Yeah, that's definitely true.
2: Yeah, and, and there's the question of the Red Cross calling card, that that's where it came from. I don't know. that That's one of the more significant things that uh, should not be uh, lost through the, uh, you know, in the cracks of all this. But I don't think he lied, by the way, to answer that question.
1: Jacqueline says, My guess is he's probably just a complete narcissist, but I don't think he had anything to do with Mora's disappearance, but I could be wrong um, on the other hand, I think he enjoys the attention. Th- that doesn't seem accurate, I will say, uh, based on his Twitter uh, <laughs> It's actions. hard to enjoy
2: the attention yeah.
1: on this. Um, and I would say that
2: you can't diagnose somebody as a narcissist just by what you've heard uh, on a podcast and what you've seen on social media. You probably would have to sit down with a person in a formal interview to get a real sense of what spectrum of narcissism they're on. But Again, getting back to the type of personality.
1: Here's one from Cynthia Allen. She says, I'm curious, didn't Morris family think Bill was great? Um, not Julie, as we uh, as we covered earlier. Um, Fred, I think, was kind of quoted as, as saying he, was, he seemed like a good guy. Uh, I don't know if that's changed. Cynthia goes on and asking about Kate and Sarah. Uh, why doesn't someone subpoena them? I don't know uh, who. Certainly we can't.
2: We do know that some people have the theory that they were subpoenaed by a grand jury back in the day, which is why they do not talk publicly about this because they maybe and I'm saying this is all hypothetical. Maybe they were subpoenaed by a grand jury and they were told not to say anything either formally or informally that would contradict what they said. Um, Cynthia, who you just read has another comment about Bill's alibi and somebody who provided the alibi for him, I'm not going to name the names. Uh, What we have as far as his alibi are his phone records, which show phone calls being made before Maura's missing, while she's missing, and while he's en route to New Hampshire. And for all intents and purposes, that was him calling from school on his way to New Hampshire.
1: Here's one from Wood Squash. Renner is absolutely off his nut. And throughout this interview, he turns Moore's disappearance into a story about his own struggle and obsession with Bill. It is very odd. Can you all not see this? The whole Bill Roush angle is a red herring. Yes, Billy Boy may have a problem with women, still waiting to see a conviction. But uh, the dude was... At Fort Sill, the US Army and New Hampshire police have documented proof of this and have stated so at the time of Mora's disappearance. Why is this still so unclear to so many? Talk about being in the Bill Roush fog. Jeez. So again, just wanna just wanna reiterate things changed when we found out that Bill was charged and in that trial it came out that he choked this woman and called her Mora. That is why. I think he
2: misspoke there by saying red herring. Red herring came along in the early 1800s and it was about a story. It was uh, derived from a story about a boy who threw a red herring uh, off the scent track of hounds that were chasing him in order to uh, escape. So uh, it's a little bit of a
1: history there.
2: I mean, if it is a red herring, by definition, it's being thrown to take the attention away from something else.
1: I guess that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, it's impossible to do this show and to know what isn't a quote-unquote red herring. We do know know that
2: it's all a rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe
1: the hounds are
2: chasing a a rabbit down a hole and we'll throw the red
1: herring. I promise you we've covered a lot of red herrings in depth. Uh, The problem is we don't know which ones are red herrings and which ones aren't. Here's one from Brian Walker. Wow, I can't believe this channel is still up. How have you not run out of content by now? you got to give it up, guys. (laughs) She's dead and gone, and the world has moved on. Uh, Yeah, the world's moved on. (laughs) Come on, Brian. That is a really ignorant comment. Um, Okay, let's break this one down. Uh, The channel is still up because there are still people who listen, and we talk about other cases at times, so if you're Wondering why, you know, we're still talking about more after four and a half years, uh, the case is not closed. And there are still people who listen, and we are very ingratiated in some other cases, too. Uh, so we're not giving anything up. There's no reason to. And then your final comment, she's dead and gone, and the world has moved on. Come on, Brian. I don't know. I don't Brian, even, have you moved on? I there's mean... no way to defend that comment. And and, and the people on YouTube, uh, let them have it. For that one, why are you here? Says Leah. <laughs> uh, Melinda says uh, some things you don't need to say, okay? Uh, and then you know, pe- some arguing on YouTube. That's uh, that's 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 YouTube for you.
2: And please take our word for it. We we would love nothing more for the world to be moved on from this because that would mean that there would be some closure, there would be some answers, and we would be able to uh, provide some sort of uh, comfort for everyone involved in in this. Uh, so, Brian, I, I hope it comes to a point where you can make a comment like that and say the world has moved on and we can say yes and thank god they have moved on
1: yeah good point lance and uh, i want to finish up this episode by uh, by just i want to keep going <laughs> i just want to read this one tweet from uh, from an account on twitter that i thought was a, a brilliant tweet it's a uh, from an account on twitter it's for, it's a podcast account called coffin cast and uh, it's a podcast about true crime there was a really ignorant tweet that someone put out there and it's, and it's about how to avoid getting raped. And so here are the bullet points this, uh, this a-hole uh, on Twitter wrote. How to avoid getting raped. Don't dress like a slut. Dress modestly. Carry a concealed gun. Avoid walking by yourself at night. Get a strong boyfriend. Avoid nightclubs. Learn how to fight. Be discreet. Don't talk to random men. Your father should have taught you all of this. Well, I, I can't—it's hard to even break that down and in, in, uh, why, why that's so ignorant. But this CoffinCast uh, account did did perfect job. How to avoid raping from CoffinCast. Quote retweeting that uh, ignorant tweet. Don't rape. Do not rape. If you feel the need to rape, don't. If you are concerned, you may rape. Stay home. If you think you could rape, don't do that. Don't go to nightclubs. Avoid dark alleys where you may rape. Your father should have taught you this.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've
2: ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us.
0: Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have.
2: It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids.
0: See what makes Minnesota the star of the north.